So today, we are going to be talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. And as you listen to the message this morning, you will see what a very important week this really is and how the Lord looks at it. So we've been making our way through the fall feast, which the Lord commanded Israel to observe. And today we arrive at the final one, the Feast of Tabernacles. All of this feast, from Passover to Tabernacles, form a roadmap that points to mine and your redemption. They all point prophetically to Jesus, and each of them have a past, present, and a future significance. This uh, final of the seven feasts happens in the seventh month during the seventh full moon, and it is celebrated for seven days, completing a perfect sevenfold display of God's relationship with us. It speaks of the glorious kingdom to come in Jerusalem when Jesus will rule and reign over the entire earth for 1,000 years. It also speaks of heaven and the millennial reign, that 1,000-year reign, as it gets us ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at Leviticus 23. And the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Begin celebrating the festival of shelters or tabernacles or booths on the 15th day of the appointed month, five days after the Day of Atonement. We, all of this is falling in line. This festival to the Lord will last for seven days. On the first day of the festival, you must proclaim an official day for holy assembly when you do no ordinary work. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. The eighth day is another holy day on which you present your special gifts to the Lord. This will be a solemn occasion, and no ordinary work may be done that day. These are the Lord's appointed festivals. Celebrate them each year as official days for holy assembly by presenting special gifts to the Lord, burnt offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, and liquid offerings, each on its proper day. These festivals must be observed in addition to the Lord's regular Sabbath days, and the offerings are in addition to your personal gifts. The offerings you give to fulfill your vows and the volunteer offerings you present to the Lord. Remember that this seventh-day feast to the Lord, the Feast of Shelters, Tabernacles, begins on the 15th day of the appointed month after you have harvested all the produce of the land. The first day and the eighth day of the festival will be days of complete rest. On the first day, gather branches from magnificent trees, palm fronds, uh, boughs from uh, uh, leafy trees, and willows that grow by the streams. Then celebrate with joy before the Lord your God for seven days. You must observe this festival to the Lord for seven days every year. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed in the appointed month from generation to generation. For seven days, you must live outside in little shelters. All native-born Israelites must live in shelters. 
This will remind each new generation of Israelites that I made their ancestors live in shelters, tabernacles, booths, when I rescued them from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Tabernacles, or shelters, or booths present a dramatic change from the repentant prayers that we've been involved in over the five days that were earlier that we did during Yom Kippur. Tabernacles is all about celebrating and rejoicing in the sure promises of God, especially rejoicing about the eternal future that God has for us. This is the happiest feast of all. It's not sad in any way. It reminds us of the passage in Ezekiel in which God made this promise. My dwelling place also will be with them, and I'll be their God, and they will be my people. In Jewish communities around the world, families and friends gather in makeshift dwellings to eat, sing, and celebrate the goodness of God. And to be reminded that here below, we have no lasting dwelling. In other words, there's not anyone here, in all honesty, all those who've come, all those who've gone, those who are listening this morning by however way you're listening to us, we all have an allotted time to live on this earth. Perhaps you wonder, do the people of Israel still really do this? Yes, they do. The very heart of this feast was designed by God to say to his people, your destiny is not on the earth. You are but a pilgrim in this present world. Your home is with me in my presence in the heavens where I dwell. My dwelling place is where you will find ultimate rest, unending peace, boundless love, and abundant, uninterrupted joy. That's what he's trying to say to us in this week that is in front of us. Now, it's always been this way, but we've never been where we are today as we are living in the end of the end of days. And as we come to celebrate this feast, how wonderful that the Lord would put it in front of us with the entire world set up for some sort of war. Israel in a mess, right in the midst of celebrating. Their borders are absolutely in disaster, knowing that at any moment something could happen at any second. Also, what's happening in Russia and what they plan, and only they know in God what they plan. But we do know that all these nations around them have made preparation. They are paying attention that something strange is happening. And then we sit with our border wide open, allowing anybody and anything who ever wanted to destroy us. As Brother Dan said to me so many years ago, you watch it, Pastor. You will see an invasion across your border. That's the one you best pay attention to. In the field of tabernacles, God invites us into his house to sit at his feet, to listen to his word, 
to sense his heartbeat and to bask in the warmth of his great love. The Feast of Tabernacles prophesies the best family reunion you could possibly imagine. Amen. For at this feast occurs in the fall of the year, the time of harvest. It points to the great harvest of the worldwide body of Christ as it's written in Matthew 24. And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens. And there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with the mighty blast of a trumpet. And they will gather his chosen ones from all over the earth, from the Father's ends of the earth and the heavens. Glory to God. Church, this feast is all about living in, celebrating, and enjoying the glorious presence of the Lord. Perhaps it was on David's mind when he wrote in Psalm 16, you will make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy in your right hand, their pleasures forevermore. When Moses was unsure of himself, apprehensive and uncertain, God said to him, my presence will go with you. Why didn't God say, Moses, I'll give you more power. Or Moses, I'll give you more authority. God didn't say any of that. God said, my presence will go with you. Why? Why? Because having the presence of the Lord with you is the highest form of approval any man or any woman could ever receive. Listen to me. You can be a great preacher or a great teacher. You can prophesy and you can operate in your giftings. But what God is looking for are his tabernacles. Men and women who are living, breathing, walking tabernacles of his presence, or as Paul said, temples of the Holy Spirit. The same thing, you are the temple of God. You carry God. God is looking for individuals in whom he can celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles all year long. Psalm 91.1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, church, this isn't just a verse to memorize. This is about a lifestyle, about developing an ongoing awareness of the presence of God in you and around you at all times. The word dwell means to live as a resident, to linger for a long time. He's your dwelling place. He said so, John 15, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. If you are not aware of my presence, if you do not hook up with me and stay hooked up to me, 
your life will not have any fruit on it. You will be just walking through life, not even aware that I'm there, not even aware of what's going on around you. Church, we need a heightened awareness of the presence of God. And the days we're living, I'm telling you right now, as of today forward, you cannot afford to be unaware of the presence of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is God on the earth, disguised in you and in me. You host the Holy Spirit in you, who is God Almighty. Listen to me. You can know how much the Holy Spirit trusts you and the work he's doing in you by what he entrusts to you. And the most amazing truth is that he's entrusted himself to you. The word for presence in Hebrew literally means face. When God told Aaron to bless the children of Israel in number six, part of the blessing was the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. It's the shining face of the Lord toward you that releases in you the very joy of the Lord. The Feast of Tabernacles, as I said earlier, lasted seven days because that's how important it is to the Father that we live in light of our future destiny. One day to think about, about it, the Lord said, that's not enough. God said the children of Israel needed a full week for it to sink in. And what makes you think you don't need it? I'm talking about to sink in where you're about to go. To sink in, you're about to be called up. To sink in, you're about to leave this place. And God didn't make it a somber week or a fearful week. He created a festive, joyful, exciting week in which his children could celebrate his fatherhood over them and look forward to moving in his eternal home with him. This week is preparation for heaven. This week is preparation for the millennial. But first, first is heaven before the millennial comes. And he wants you to wake up to heaven is on your agenda. And heaven is in front of us. And we are about to experience it. In today's language, this is what he said. Act it out. Build a flimsy house to live in for a week. To remember that nothing on this earth is permanent. Cover it with tree branches to remember that I called you oaks of righteousness in my word. Eat your meals in it. Remember that for 40 years I fed you in the wilderness. Your clothes didn't wear out. Your children's clothes grew with your children. And your sandals were as good as new 
when you reach the Jordan after 40 years of wearing the same pair. Rejoice and celebrate that you're my children and that I'm your God. I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. You will never be alone. If you face a crisis, come get alone with me. If you enjoy a victory, come celebrate with me. Taste and see that the Lord God is good. I pray that his presence in you will become so real, so alive in you, that it will revolutionize your daily life right up to the moment that Jesus comes to take us all home. Amen.